Hello. Today I want to address a big confusion that many people have with the flower-like product known as semola. Some people call it semolina. Some think it's just another type of common flower, but few seem to truly understand what it really is and how it is used in Italian cookery. This is it here. In Italian, the most common variety of this product you'll find is called semola di grano duro. This literally translates to durum wheat granules, but its effective meaning is durum wheat flour. It has a distinct light yellow color which makes it easy to identify. Another popular variety of this product is semola rimacinata di grano duro, meaning remilled durum wheat flour. It is finer as it has been milled twice as opposed to once. Many people, as well as also Italians, refer to it as semolina, but there's no reason why it should be called that. Semolina ends with the suffix ina, which means small, so semolina means small semola, which is semola rimacinata, the, the remilled uh, variant of semola. So it doesn't really make any sense. If you want to translate it, I think it would be best to call it durum wheat flour, as I've previously specified. And in Italy, you won't see any packets of semola with the words semolina. As a matter of fact, there is a product called semolino, and that's just different. It's not the same thing. The most obvious flour or bakery product to compare semola to is common wheat flour which is found throughout Italy and is used in different ways. It'll often be found in Italy as the double zero flour, but this is actually not a categorization of the species of wheat that it comes from. It's actually a description of the fineness because durum wheat and common wheat have different grades of fineness and they are described in different ways. So we have semola, we have semola rimacinata, which is finer, and then there are other types as well, like semolato di grano duro, which is again thicker than, I should say, more coarser than semola or semola di macinata. And common wheat flour has 0, 0, 0, 1, and 2, starting from the finest possible, which is double zero. Durum wheat is a species of wheat. Its name derives from the Latin word durum, which literally means hard and comes from the Latin name triticum durum. It's harder than any other type of wheat, which is very noticeable when feeling it. It's not as soft and silky as other types of flowers, and is, to my knowledge, the hardest type of wheat available in the market. It's a moderately strong flower, meaning its W index ranges from 200 to 240, and has a protein content in the range of 10 to about 12%, but there are exceptions to this. This makes it weaker than strong bread flour, but much stronger than all-purpose or plain flour. This means it can be used for baked products like bread, focaccia, or even pizza. Remilled durum wheat flour is the only flour used in the very famous Altamura bread, which many consider to be one of the best breads in the world. Any claim that durum wheat flour shouldn't be used for bread is simply ignorant. As a matter of fact, I personally prefer to make bread with remilled durum wheat flour because I prefer its taste. Now, the most well-known use of semola is in making pasta. In Italy, most dried eggless pasta purchased in supermarkets is made with durum wheat flour. However, 
This wheat variety is primarily grown in the south of Italy and is more popular there, though not exclusively. For egg pasta, many regions don't use it, instead opting to use the double zero flour that I mentioned previously. Durham wheat flour is much harder than common wheat flour. While this is ideal for reasons I will explain later, it's not as suitable for filled pasta as it can't easily be made very thin and it doesn't stretch as well due to its stronger gluten bonds. Pasta made with common wheat flour has comparatively no texture and is really not very pleasant to chew. It also leaves a lot of residual starch in the water when cooked, which makes it slightly slimy, especially with lower quality flour. Of course, you should be using the best flour possible. Durham wheat pasta, on the other hand, keeps its shape much better and actually maintains its structure throughout the cooking process, so what you put in the water comes out looking pretty much exactly the same, except of course it does expand. Durham wheat flour is stronger than common wheat flour, which means that pasta made with it has a greater amount of gluten. This keeps the pasta shape better as more gluten binds the dough together. It's really ideal when making specific shapes like orecchiette or trofie, as you don't want the pasta to deform when cooked. This characteristic is, however, what makes it superior for almost every other shape of pasta. In the south of Italy, it was also said that people who sold pasta with common wheat flour were, were scammers. In the south of Italy, especially in Apulia, there is this belief that pasta made with durum wheat flour was superior. I hope this has been informative, I hope this has been useful. If you have any questions, then please leave a comment, uh, like if you like it, subscribe to the channel, Abitina Cookery, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the next video. Goodbye. Many just assume that Parmesan is a blanket term for any cheese that is hard and can be grated. You'll very often be told that something is Parmesan when it is in fact not. So what is Parmesan, and where does it come from? I'm here to answer that question. Welcome to Abatina Cookery. Let's first of all translate Parmesan into Italian. Parmigiano Reggiano. This is it, here. The European Union... The European Union established the DOP label to categorise and legitimise special products such as Parmigiano Reggiano. This means you need to see this label, as well as the label of the product itself, to guarantee that you're buying the real thing, especially abroad. It is illegal to trade a product called Parmigiano Reggiano in the European Union if it isn't from a specific part of Italy. DOP means Denominazione di Origine Protetta, which translates to Protected Designation of Origin. The rind of a piece of cheese is branded with the word The rind of a piece of cheese is branded with the phrase ah. The rind on a piece of this cheese is branded with the words Parmigiano Reggiano it's quite big, so you may only see a part of it, or none of it at all, on the rind of your piece of parmesan, but you will see some of it on a large piece. 
The DOP label is a precautionary measure, though I'd still recommend looking for it if you live in the European Union. Parmigiano-Reggiano originates from the region of Emilia-Romagna. As a matter of fact, it must be made in one of five provinces for it to legally be called Parmigiano-Reggiano-Dop. These provinces are Parma, where we get the word Parmigiano or Parmesan, Reggio Emilia, where we get the word Reggiano, Bologna, where the capital of the Emilia-Romagna region is, Modena and Mantua or Mantova in Italian. It also means that the ingredients used must also come from these provinces. The whole process from cow to cheese must take place in the five provinces or it cannot be called. This also means that the ingredients must come from these provinces as well. The whole process from cow to cheese must take place in these five provinces or it cannot be called Parmigiano-Reggiano DOP. Parmesan is a very famous cheese for its use as an embellishment for many pasta dishes. It is incredibly versatile as it can be used in a number of different... What does this mean? Parmesan is a very famous cheese for its use as an embellishment for many pasta dishes. It is incredibly versatile as its flavour can match very well with different types of toppings and sauces. It has a strong savoury taste and is a bit nutty. It's made with raw milk that has a higher amount of fat and protein which results in a particular flavour. Its texture is quite crumbly and dry. The cheese is aged usually between 20 and 30 months. This changes the intensity of the cheese's characteristics, so a 32-month-old parmesan will have a stronger taste and a drier, more crumbly texture than a 20-month-old parmesan. Parmesan that has been aged for longer is more expensive, though not necessarily better as the different characteristics are suitable for different dishes. For example, the real Fettuccine Alfredo uses only 24-month-old Parmigiano-Reggiano, despite the existence of 32-month-old Parmigiano-Reggiano. I'd say that there's maybe one cheese that can half-substitute Parmigiano-Reggiano, with similar characteristics, though in a more mild package. It's this here. You thought it was parmesan, didn't you? This is Grana Padano DOP, another hard-to-be-grated cheese from another part of northern Italy, the Pianura Padana. Despite being made just a few hundred kilometres apart, these are two categorically different cheeses that, side by side, despite... Despite being made just a few hundred kilometres apart, these are two different cheeses that, side by side, do have a difference in flavour. Come on.
I'd say that there's maybe one cheese that can half substitute it, with similar characteristics though in a more mild package. It's this here. You thought it was parmesan, didn't you? This is Grana Padano D.O.P., another hard-to-be-grated cheese. This is Grana Padano D.O.P., another hard-to-be-grated cheese from another part of northern Italy, the Pianura Padana. Despite being made just a few hundred kilometres apart, these are two different cheeses that, side by side, do have a difference in flavour. Grana is a bit more soft and its flavour is more mild. This actually makes it, in my opinion, a bit more versatile than Parmesan because its flavour doesn't stand out as much, though many like the distinctive flavour of Parmesan. Remember, one is not necessarily better than the other, just different though Parmigiano is definitely the celebrity here, due to its fame. Another popular hard grated cheese is this, or I should say, what's left of it. This is Pecorino Romano D.O.P. I spoke too quickly. Another hard, no, another popular hard to be grated cheese is this, or I should say, what's left of it. This is Pecorino Romano D.O.P. Another hard... Why did I repeat myself? Oh, Morocco! Okay. Another popular hard grated cheese is this. Or I should say, what's left of it. This is a Pecorino Romano D.O.P. It's very popular in Rome, as well as most of central Italy. It's made of sheep cheese. It's made of sheep milk. There are other variants of Pecorino from Sardinia, Tuscany, and Apulia. It's almost a pure white compared to Parmesan and Grana, which are light yellow in colour. I hope you found this video useful and informative. If you have any additional comments or questions... I hope you found this video useful and informative. If you have any additional questions, why additional questions? I hope you found this video useful and informative. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Goodbye. Hi, Robert. This is Lee from River Education Books. Thanks for your voicemail earlier. You said the price of my order was $50 more than what I expected to pay. I ordered from the most recent catalogue. I didn't know that. I'm new and I have a budget I need to stick to. The new prices are not acceptable. Can we negotiate? That's 40 over the original price and still $15 over my budget. How about meeting halfway? Great.
It's a deal. I'll let Mr. Michaels know about the new prices for the next order. Hello, this is Robert speaking. I'm glad you called back. How can I help you? Yes, the prices of some of our items went up recently. I understand your concern, but we always post our must. I understand your concern, but we always post our most up-to-date pricing online. I see your company is a good customer, and I want to keep our good business relationship. Let let's try to strike a deal. Let's try to strike a deal. The price difference is fifty dollars. What if I come down by ten? I think we can make that work. If you come up by twenty-five dollars and I come down by twenty-five dollars, the total would be two hundred and eighty dollars ninety-nine cents. Great. I'm glad we could make this work. I hope we can continue to work together in the future. Thanks, Lee. I'll have your order shipped right away. In this video, we'll tell you how to choose, prepare, and cook pasta that you find in shops. How to choose? You want to make sure the pasta is made with durum wheat. This can be written in a number of different ways. Here are some examples: durum wheat semola. Durum wheat semolina, grano duro, semola di grano duro, or something similar. It should have no other ingredient, no other flour, no soy, nothing of the sort. All pasta deposits some quantity of starch when cooking, but durum wheat deposits the least. Too much starch will make the pasta slimy and will give it an unpleasant texture. Some store-bought pasta has eggs in it, which is also fine. This should be pasta like tagliatelle, pappardelle, garganelli, or lasagna sheets, but there are others. Most shapes, like spaghetti or penne, shouldn't have any eggs in them. Pasta is typically yellow in colour because of the presence of durum wheat. Egg pasta has a more vivid yellow, whereas eggless pasta made with durum wheat is a more pale. But still distinctively yellow color. This is what you should look for. The texture of the pasta should be visibly coarse. This will make sauces and condiments bind to the pasta better, thanks to the greater surface area. Cooking. Let's talk about cooking time. Pasta that has a fourteen-minute cooking time will naturally take longer than a packet that has seven minutes written on it. However, you should still ignore the time on the packet. Some people set a timer and leave the pasta to boil until the timer is done. This will only make your pasta overcooked and stuck together. We want to avoid this. Never time the cooking process. You should regularly check if it is cooked. 
and taste it for salt to ensure that it is cooked properly. There aren't really any proven rules as to what the ideal amount of water is to cook pasta with. Just make sure it is enough for the pasta to move around freely when boiling. I recommend using a bit more water when cooking long pasta, but it isn't absolutely necessary. Pasta cooks in hot water only, but it doesn't need to boil for the pasta to cook. However, I still recommend boiling it constantly. It helps to move the pasta around and it stops it from sticking together. It helps to pass... <sighs> However, I still recommend boiling... No. Pasta cooks in hot water only, but it doesn't need to boil for the pasta to cook. However, I still recommend boiling it constantly. It helps to move the pasta around and it stops it from sticking together. You should also stir the pasta regularly. If you do this properly, you will not want or need to put any oil in the water. No Italian adds oil to the water. The pasta cooking water contains starch which can be used to break down fats such as olive oil or butter, helping to create a smooth condiment which blends well with the pasta. Using less water increases the concentration of starch in the water. It requires less salt and as a result could help save on electricity or gas. I like to use less water for dishes like cacio e pepe and carbonara because of the increased concentration of starch. When it's done. The term al dente gets used a lot when talking about the ideal time for the pasta to cook. It should be reasonably soft. Long pasta should have lost its rigidity, but when you bite into a piece, there should be a small amount of resistance on your teeth. If there's too much resistance, it's undercooked, but if there's no resistance, it's overcooked. Undercook it slightly so that you can finish cooking it with your condiment. If you plan to serve it with cold ingredients, then you should cook it completely and not undercook it. Your pasta won't continue cooking with ingredients that are dry or not hot. Some ingredients... The cooking water. Some ingredients call for the use of cooking water, but not all do. It's something you can add for a thick or paste-like... Some ingredients call for the use of cooking water, but not all do. It's something you can add for thick or paste-like condiments to loosen them up. A great example of this is Genoese pesto. It can also be used to help combine or break down fats and lipids. You'll normally want to add a little bit so that your pasta can continue cooking just a little bit more and combine the sauce with your pasta so that the pasta actually tastes like the condiment. It's very common to see a dish which is more pasta. It's very common to see a dish which is more like pasta and sauce instead of pasta with sauce. Tossing. Not everyone likes tossing the pan, but I find it to be a more effective way of mixing than using a spoon 
or large fork exclusively. Simply tip your pan gently away from you and let gravity pull your food to the lowest part of the pan. Then confidently and quickly pull back the pan towards yourself and repeat it. Not everyone likes tossing the pan, but I find it to be a more effective way of mixing than using a spoon or large fork exclusively. Tip your pan gently away from you and let gravity pull your food to the lowest part of the pan. Then confidently and quickly pull back the pan towards you and repeat. You can combine this motion with a spoon or fork or serving utensil to mix it even more. The motion is not the same as flipping a pancake, and don't push forward, or your dish will end up on your cooker. This method works particularly well with a deep, sloping pan, so if you don't have one of those, I suggest just mixing with a large spoon or fork. The pasta is ready when it has acquired the taste of your condiment. I'm mixing tomatoes with my pasta and as a result my pasta now tastes like tomatoes. This means that the flavour has been absorbed and if your sauce has the colour this means that the flavour has been absorbed and if your sauce has colour then the pasta should get that colour slightly as well. This pasta here this pasta here is ever so slightly more red reflecting the colour of these tomatoes. And you're done. Congratulations on making your own pasta dish the right way. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more, please subscribe to Abatina Cookery and leave a comment on what you'd like to see next. Goodbye.